0: Let's find a show.
1: Hello, men, women, elders, grandmothers, unvaccinated, addicts, drunks, shut it down, shut it down. If you're drinking alcohol right now, shut it down, shut off the pod. We do not want to accompany alcohol use. Use is abuse automatic. If you have alcohol in your mouth, wash Go to rehab right now. This is the series finale podcast, the only podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a show they've never even seen. I am Uh, Zach. I'm Jack. I'm John Paul. Every week we, we talk about a TV show. We also have a Patreon where we do a bonus episode if you want to check us out there. And I just want to toot our own horns a little bit. Toot on the boys' horns if I can. The pandemic has seen a proliferation of podcasts, and it's seen an even greater number of podcasts with absolutely no premise beyond comedians (laughs) complaining about comedy on Zoom together. We still have a premise that is becoming more impressive by the days.
0: Thank you. You know what? I think it's true. We have a premise. We do try to talk about something. And uh, we... The biggest thing I'll pat ourselves on the back for is that we have not given up after years of what we would consider non-success.
2: <laughs> we, Many years. A, lo-
0: a lot of people, when they don't find success, you can see it. It's, they just start to – the the schedule starts to slow down and, and uh, they just sort of fade away. But – we continue to sort of plot We continue to sort of strive forward into the new, into the future. I don't think it'll ever stop, to be honest. Right. I mean, think about it like this: Mark
2: Marin didn't get to interview Obama on the thirtieth episode, or even the three hundredth episode. It took him a thousand episodes before he got to interview Obama. So, and
1: wh- surprise, yeah. we have Obama here today to talk about <laughs> on becoming God in Central Florida.
0: Uh, well, first off, I want to say uh, thank you, thank you for uh, for having me, and um, I, I wanted to ask one question. When I was doing the pre-interview, uh, Zach, you kept asking me if I could uh, if I could uh, suck my own penis, and I wanted to know why that was question was relevant to the hey, show. Hey,
1: hey, Barack, it's uh, me, Bill. I was just coming in late. I I saw George, George W., leaving with your wife.
0: Well they're they're him, uh, hey, they are hey, great, George, fr- they're great friends. Hey,
1: if you're looking for someone's wife, take my
0: wife, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I uh I gotta go.
2: Well oh, he, thank he, I think you, Obama. Up. Thank you, Obama, up. for coming yeah, appreciate you coming on the podcast, Obama. That was really nice of you.
0: Wow uh, beat
2: a dick, Mark oh, Maron.
1: and we oh, did oh, we snap. did it first. We're getting a call from former presidential uh, candidate Hillary Clinton. I'm going to try and and punch in the call. I'm going to see if this works. Ready? Do you accept a collect call from the New York State Department of Correctional Facilities from (laughs) Hillary
2: Clinton? (laughs)
1: Oh, Oh, she hung up. She must have not had enough money in the commissary. Yeah, she ran out of minutes.
2: Oh, wait. We're getting another phone call. Do Do you accept a call from the Maryland State Penitentiary from Jokar
0: Cernayev? Oh, yeah. We'll (laughs) accept that. (laughs) Uh, Is he really housed in Maryland? I think he's in Colorado. Yeah, he's at the Colorado Supermax. No, he's taking a vacation in Maryland. He wanted to eat some crabs. Once Joe Biden became, once a Democrat became president, all enemies of America got free vacations to whatever state they wanted.
1: <laughs> Joe wanted to have him
0: extra close. <laughs> he's like that, that kid. That kid, he's a good-looking guy. He's got leg hair. <laughs> he's got
1: leg hair, and it's blonde. <laughs>
2: you guys um you know speaking so yeah of thanks the thanks for
0: listening we're never gonna stop yeah. doing this podcast ever
2: we're never gonna stop because you know who gives a fuck it's usually just a fun time and we we love it and you know meme week is happening april 12th folks april 12th is meme week so get your fucking memes put together in asap
1: i want to see a lot of memes out there too
2: I want to see naughty memes. I want to see profound memes. I want to see memes that inspire.
0: Yeah, I did talk to Mark Zuckerberg, and he is lifting all content restrictions on the group for Meme Week. So you can put, <laughs> post you know, nudity, QAnon stuff, uh, right-wing <laughs> conspiracy theories. It's all game for <laughs> Meme Week. The way God intended
2: Meme Week be. And on the eighth day, God created meme week. That's Ooh, a meme. I just nice. started with a meme. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Speaking of God, we're talking about becoming a god in in Central Florida. Florida. In Central Florida, which is a book-ended show for us, um uh, because we watched the pilot to this for our sister podcast uh series pilots.
1: I watched like three or four episodes of this show, and then it fizzled out.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Wow, so you broke you broke the 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 bond. This you had such a word.
1: strong pilot, and then it was just like it should have just been a short film. It or or it it really it was it was not good after a
2: while. Really, because I thought that the pilot was amazing, and then I actually really enjoyed. The finale as well. I thought the finale left a lot of questions that I wanted to be answered, that I wanted to go back. Like Maybe what? you okay. watch this the best way possible, Jack. Just the finale and the pilot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just liked Kirsten Dunce's character so much. I think she's like. I just think Kirsten Dunce is like a very good actress. And well, I I'll really tell you why
1: I like name. this character, and this will relate a little bit to a BSB. Kirsten Dunce has been extremely wronged by this MLM. Fam her husband died and then in order to kind of get to move forward from the desk She joins the mlm and is trying to make money. She immediately knows it's a scam Her end goal is never to bring justice for anyone else Her end goal is just to get money for herself and save herself because she was wronged I really appreciate that this character doesn't have quote-unquote noble goals for the greater good and it's just like self... It, it's just like, I'm here to mind my own business, take care of myself, and then it's done. I want to milk fam for what I can get out of it, but I don't need to put an end to it. That's outside of my pay scale. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the the first episode of the show that we discussed in Series Pilots, it definitely was... I thought it was an excellent show, and some of the... Um, some of the sort of uh, phrases that were in the show have stuck with us even years later. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever stop saying J-O-B, jester of boss.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Because Kirsten Dunst is in a multi-level marketing thing, and, and it's all about like giving yourself affirmations, being like, you don't want to be a jester of boss, which is what a J-O-B is, or a just over broke, right? <laughs> You're just over broke, J-O-B. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know. The guy sells paper supplies or something. I don't really get it. Fam, yeah, like you
1: was... can get toilet paper, cleaning supplies, household goods.
0: Yeah, Fam is uh, was created by uh, an eccentric and charismatic businessman, Obi Garbo the Second, and they just make how they make all kinds of different like household products but they sell them for really high prices and they for and they trick unsuspecting naive ambitious people into buying these products and then selling them to people in their lives to try because they have a desire to be wealthy and not have to work and so some people that are naive would see this as a way out and like you guys mentioned Dave Ramsey has pointed out that only a very tiny, tiny amount of people become successful using multi-level marketing schemes, and they become successful not because they're great at selling products, it's because they become successful because they're great at signing suckers up to buy this product to sell to others. Oh, God, it's horrible. And And it's crushing women between
2: 20 and 30. It really is. Every do you, single Do you have
0: any personal
2: experience with this? Oh, I I I definitely do. I think every one of my sister, not my little sister. I think both of my sisters have been involved. Their friends have all been involved. I mean, every girl on Instagram tries to sell you makeup at some point, you know? <laughs> People are getting involved on like Even if their they're base... not in
1: MLMs, what you're what you're referring to with Instagram is a huge part of our age group is obsessed with the idea of getting out of the rat race, being an entrepreneur, being self-employed, starting a business, just like comedians, in this idea that if you have a job, you just overbroke when it's not even remotely true. Like if you have a nine to five, you stop working at five, you get paid money, you get health insurance benefits, you get paid days off. If you are a self-employed Instagram hustler, you bust your ass for like the equivalent of three twenty-nine an hour with no benefits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well not really anymore because like you just post photos of yourself on it i mean to be honest though instagramming is hard i gotta give it up to the to the influencers no, it's, out i'm there.
1: not saying it's not hard i'm saying the exact opposite i'm saying it's extremely hard and you no, make no, no money green.
2: i was saying for a second i was like oh but it's so like easy you just post stories but then i was thinking about it posting stories is tough dude <laughs> it's not easy it's not easy to stay engaged on there but you just feel bad that you're like because everybody is like making fun of that person they're not making fun of them you really can't make fun of them anymore because you're like oh i literally know about a hundred people who have talked about joining them on some sort of seminar to like get makeup <laughs> that's safe for animals <laughs> and it's like why the fuck are animals wearing makeup in the first
0: place uh to look hot duh
1: no, I think it's for <laughs> testing makeup, Jack. I don't think dogs are wearing makeup.
0: Oh, I've seen th- a few. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic! That was a good one. But yeah, yeah so it, uh, in this episode of "On Becoming a God in Central Florida," Crystal, who is Kirsten Dunst's character, she re- she rescues. A young girl from the clutches of the fam organization, and then she thwarts uh, an attempted assassination, and then her and her upline Cody turn the tables on Obi Garbo and attempt to extort him uh, for his huge and vast fortune while Obi Garbo is running a huge uh sort of money laundering scam telethon encouraging people to donate to fam so that they can use that money to help kids when I'm sure he's just going to keep all that money for himself.
2: Yeah. I also didn't really understand the plot about, I mean, of course I didn't understand it. This is only the second episode I've seen, but fam is into kidnapping. I don't really get that. Like, no, I'm not
1: sure. I think that Obi Garbo just like has used intimidation in violence against against detractors, right? Like, Inevitably, in a a multi-level marketing team, someone's going to get wise, and then they're going to come out and speak against it. And then his job is basically to silence that critic, gaslight his followers into thinking that person is crazy. And it sounds like, this is not anything I've seen, that he would kill or kidnap people if he had to, if they got too out of line.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. And yeah, basically there's a murder. It's uh, You know what the, my favorite side plot though is this show does a really good job of showing what Americans actually look like. <laughs> you know, like with the oh!
1: obesity and the receding hairlines and stuff.
2: Yeah, there's be obi- there's really no, like Kristen Dunst is the most attractive person in it and they play down her looks quite a bit. Mm. You know. She's like obviously a beautiful actress but She's like in the show. They don't make her seem anything that she, more than she is, right? And then the, everybody around her is like, you know, a schmo. And, and including <laughs> there, there's a fat couple where it's like there's just a. I really liked seeing that fat couple. That mom, I can picture that mom like with in the, my with a kitty sweatshirt. With the kitty sweatshirt, like that mom existed in my life. Like that, early, people aren't nostalgic for the that like mid 90s feel and this show nails
0: it pretty well i thought that's my opinion um, though yeah i mean it did but I, jack your muff, your mic is muffling a lot it's yeah, hard to muff. understand
2: you oh i'm muffed dude i'm sorry yeah. dog is this the first I, time it's muffed today yes S- yeah okay how are, are we muffing still
1: you're muffing uh yeah
2: Fuck. Um, Let me... I don't know what to do.
0: Is there anything different now? Um, Yeah, I I can understand you more clearly now.
2: Okay. I'm sorry about that. I tried to get Devin to let me use her iPods, but... She was uh, resisted.
0: Okay. He's
2: is a whole bag of worms, boys. You don't need a lady, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> you still okay.
2: sound muffed.
1: You still sound muffed, Ivan. I don't know,
2: like, what to change. Nothing's changed. I haven't moved where I am. Um, I'm wondering. I'm in a car. Like, I could... I could... I don't know. Fuck. Give me a second.
0: You sound better now.
1: Yeah, you did sound better. I don't know if you moved.
0: That's that's the AC.
2: It's hot as balls in here. Uh, anything now? I mean, you sound a lot clearer right now. Okay, I've got the phone, like, lifted up. Uh, how about now? Do-
1: Muffet again.
2: Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. There's nothing I can really change. Um, You know what I can do, actually? Give me a sec.
0: It sounds like you're loading a gun.
2: Let me try this little scheme here. Okay. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. This may work. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just holding the phone up to my ear, but I'm talking through the headset. So I think it's going to be fine.
0: Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, um, I'm going to yeah, leave so all this just... in. <laughs> 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 I was just
2: – I. I just think that people aren't really nostalgic for this time period, yeah. this like mid-90s feel, mm-hmm. and this show does a good job of depicting it, and it also does a good job of showing why we're not nostalgic for it, because
0: it's a pretty gross, like, nothing really attractive about it. <laughs> I I would agree, definitely, and one, one thing where I see that that mid-90s aesthetic comes off as unattractive is in the porn stars and the pornography of that era which was very much overproduced with a lot of fa- with a lot of um what some would say unattractive fake breasts and a lot of um, just nothing nothing seemed very natural in pornography in the mid 90s not, yeah, like not, not like today not like today no not like today where everything referred seems to on very they, very they appear
1: bolted on i think bolted on <laughs> is a term for that style it is. of uh, surgery
0: Yes, it is, and actually, some people have come around on it and now find that extremely hot.
1: The bolts.
0: Yeah, some people, some people like fetishize the bolted ons. I mean, to me, it's it's
2: a dip back into my youth, right? Some people like Stranger Things to show them what they enjoyed as a child, but I prefer to see like some bolted on titties with some high ass hairspray. <laughs> you know, and pretend like I'm in the back of a Gallo Video just perusing a magazine that I shouldn't be looking at.
1: You're in the back of the video store and jump all comes in through the beads looking around. Have you seen my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear those beads just coming back, coming in through his hair, hitting the back of his calves.
0: Oh, Jeez, Louise. Um, one of the things that I think w- I really stood out to me in the first episode was just getting to see like the inner workings of the FAM organization. How the FAM organization kind of manipulates people and how they sort of um, get a hold of people and squeeze like every single dollar they can out of them. Whereas I can see why some people might have fallen off a little bit on the show. Because it, the show obviously becomes less and less about that as it goes on more and more. About Kirsten Dunst and her efforts to sort of um, turn the tables on Fam and get some money out of them, right? you know. Then she she wants to be the one who ends up squeezing money out of them, rather than them squeezing money out of unsuspecting suckers. And the other thing I think that I think is that seems so sort of um, uh, distasteful about the multi-level marketing scheme is that they mention the show. Is that the show? The the idea is that they prey on people who like have these big dreams, these people who like have all this ambition to be rich and, you know, they don't have a traditional way to get there. And so the multi-level marketing scheme says like, look, this is how you can get rich. You can get rich selling leggings. That's how you're going to get rich as hell. MLMs are
1: actually ultra woke though, John Paul, you made me realize because like the eat the rich slogan, right? Eat the rich. Eating the rich is hard. Because the rich have private security, they live in gated communities, they like they can travel, they can fly in jets. It's much easier to eat poor people who want to be rich. So actually, these people are kind of just like pre-rich and hypothetical rich, so it's actually okay to steal from them. They, they may be poor, but they are rich in their head. So that counts as yeah. stealing from it's, the rich.
0: It's like they have they like they identify as rich so right. that makes them scum.
1: They're trans rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, the show it does show like how you 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 can't once you're in it, you're really you get deeper and deeper. And one of my favorite parts about the show is at the end she finally does succeed in turning the tables on the guy. And what does she do? She buys like a shitty water park. And it's
0: like, that's the water park she used to work at.
2: Yeah, that's such a bad investment, though. It makes me think she's doomed to be poor forever because she doesn't have the brain to like keep the money.
0: Mm, Maybe that's true. But I mean, mean, a
2: water park investment has got to be a bad investment. I, I can't imagine.
0: I mean you can only you're only gonna be popular half the year right away. Boom, that's it. That's half the that's half your income gone right there. <laughs> Although they are in Florida, so I actually I assume actually they can probably run all year in Florida.
2: They could probably run about seventy percent of the time.
0: Yeah. And then but the act- other
2: thirty percent they're shut down because of all the super spreader events that have taken place. <laughs>
0: But actually, watching the show, it reminded me of when I got kind of wrapped up in sort of a multi-level marketing scheme myself.
1: Really? I also was wrapped up in one.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Last year, when the pandemic hit, I was in a tough spot. The pandemic had made my job in tourism obsolete for the foreseeable future, and so I needed a new source of income. I was laying around in my van trying to decide what to do when there was a knock on the window. I opened up my door and invited in a Cutco knife salesman. He said he was going door to door to all the homes in the area and noticed my van and correctly assumed that somebody was living inside. He gave me a demonstration on the amazing cutting ability of a Cutco knife. I was strapped for cash, but I figured that with a Cutco knife in my van, I would be able to whip up high quality restaurant level meals and perhaps sell them. And so that this was a good investment. I purchased over $600 worth of knives and tools from the Cutco salesman, and he seemed extremely happy as he walked off, and I looked over my collection of amazing new knives. The next day, I decided to try to whip up some incredible dishes with my new knives. I cut up some hot dogs, marveling at the incredible efficiency and sharpness of my of my cutting knives, and then put the hot dogs into some mac and cheese that I wrapped up in aluminum foil and tried to sell them on a street corner. I managed to sell one for a dollar, But I ate the other one, and so far I was in the hole for about $599. (laughs) It became clear that I needed some way to make money, so I headed down to the local Cutco offices to see if maybe I, a dedicated user of Cutco Knives, could get a job as a Cutco salesman and maybe maybe corner the van market. I was told they had no positions open for Cutco sales, but there was a similar company next door that I could check out. I headed next door into the offices, and I was told that this was a company that was similar to Cutco that focused on door-to-door sales, and that I could have an interview right then and there. The interviewer asked me first off if I could suck my own penis. I told him I thought that this was an incredibly inappropriate question to ask in a job interview, and he pointed out that it was pretty standard fare and showed me that it was always the first question on 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 the form. I admitted that I had tried several times to suck my own penis when I was a teenager, but I could not do it. But I wasn't sure if it was because I wasn't limber enough or if my penis was too small. The interviewer said that he had heard enough and that I would be hired. They were not Cutco door-to-door sales. I would be working for Buttco door-to-door sales. They were a butt plug and anal pleasure company that focused on selling their unique butt plugs and anal play line door-to-door Or through existing personal relationships. (laughs) They told me all I had to do was to buy a starter kit for $600 filled with various butt plugs and dildos. And then I could turn around and sell the kit for approximately $1,800, tripling my money. It seemed like a sure thing, so I bought the kit and headed out the next day, knocking on doors and asking anyone who answered if they enjoyed anal play in the bedroom. Almost all of the people that I talked to immediately slammed the door in my face, and several called the police Although there was one family in Shrewsbury that seemed very open about talking about their sexuality and sexual exploits. I hate you. However, they told me that they were not in the market for new plugs at this time. I was very despondent and headed back to the Butco headquarters to try to maybe get my money back when I saw my interviewer having a late night meeting with the secret president of the company, famous actor and rumored anal play enthusiast Richard Gere. I knew that Richard Gere was the subject of a vicious Hollywood rumor that he had had a small rodent up his butt, and so that the knowledge that he secretly owned Buttco would potentially ruin him. So I took a video on my phone of him taking payments and a few boxes of product into his car. I secretly DM'd Richard Gere on Instagram with a copy of the video and told him that if he did not come to the Washington Monument at midnight with $100,000 in cash, I would release the video to TMZ. Sure enough, Richard Gere showed up with a brown paper bag full of money to the Washington Monument. I pulled out one of my Cutco knives and told him to toss the money down, and he did. I then approached Richard Gere and patted him down, searching him for any kind of weapon. He was clean. I picked up the bag and said, well, Richard Gere, this is a good start. This $100,000 will take me far. But I know you still make lots of money and get royalties from your movies. So I'll be bleeding you dry for the rest of your life. Richard Gere responded that wouldn't be happening. He reached down to the back of his pants and pulled kind of a large pistol from up his oh ass. my god. And he, sh- he shot me in the chest with a bullet that smelled funny. And as I lay dying <laughs> at the foot of the Washington Monument, Richard Gere looked up at the Washington Monument and said, wow. Can you imagine what that would feel like up my ass? <laughs> oh my goodness. Damn, so that was when brother. I tri- that was when I tried to when I tried to blackmail a multi-level marketing scheme, but you know what? I ended up dead.
1: I actually had a not really too similar situation because instead <laughs> of blackmailing a multi-level marketing scheme, I began a multi-level marketing scheme.
0: Oh, really? I started
1: a multi-level marketing scheme that actually looked a lot like a company. I named my company Data Research Consulting Services. The Data Research Consulting Services looked like many other companies. We had a small office building with cubicles, computers, and employees. Our office building was completely silent even though it was full because it was full of people sitting at their desks checking Facebook being too afraid to tell other people that they had absolutely no work to do. (laughs) (laughs) However, we were all paid handsomely, $70,000 starting salaries with bonus commission. Now, we would only recruit children of wealthy business owners. The idea was that children of wealthy business owners often want to get an initial job away from their parent in order to seem independent and perhaps (laughs) gain new skills before returning to the family business. So we hired Rockefellers, we hired Mark Zuckerberg's infant children, we hired the son <laughs> of JP Morgan, uh, the, the son of the CEO of JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon, all to work for our group. And they would get their parents as clients and then they would do consulting services for them. We would bill them and no one would do any work. Wow. After a few months, Jamie Dimon's son had become sick with boredom and ennui. He decided to go to the press and tell the press that we did absolutely nothing but charged a lot of money. He put out his article, but the press was silent. David Graber, the UK labor theorist who wrote bullshit jobs, he weighed in, but no one else weighed in. We didn't lose any clients. None of our clients were upset, and none of them could say they were upset. They knew we did nothing because they also did nothing. So there was no hell to pay. We continued on and just had to pay a $250 cleaning fee after a few employees shot themselves in the break room. Oh,
0: damn, you got a really good deal on cleaning up uh, you know, dead bodies.
1: Human remains. Yeah, you know, it was a Craigslist deal. So there might have been some kink involved, but we didn't ask too many questions. <laughs>
0: Damn, um, that sounds like a great idea for a company, Zach.
1: It's—I mean—that company is out there for sure.
2: I—I <laughs> I actually, unfortunately, this week I—I've caught so caught up in the multi-level marketing scheme that I'm in right now. I had about eight hundred Zoom pitches for the Tupperware that I bought. I've got about two million in in orders in uh, in stashed Tupperware that I have to get rid of if I'm gonna hit my numbers. So I had to make tons of zooms this week so I couldn't I couldn't really dive into the story too deep so I apologize.
0: Uh well, you know what? That's all right. I won't bring you down with stinking thinking or negative thoughts. You know, I know I know you don't want to be working at your job.
2: <laughs> you know what I liked about the show, too? At one point Kirsten Dunst, she's got such a good handle on everything like she she tells the guy that she's, like, in love, that's in love with her. Hey, I'm not in love with you yet. But, like, we can work it out. And we'll just stay together. We make a pretty good team. I'm still fucked up about my husband dying. And so it will be years before anything really feels the same. But, you know, like, let's just continue to push forward. I just thought that was, like, a good scene. I just like that. Dude, that was
1: a great scene because we knew nothing about Cody. Cody was in the pilot, and he was her husband's, like, Superior, and he was always stressed out about this, but he was nerdy. He was it was his uh,
0: upline, his upline.
1: Upline. And we find out Cody has a trust fund, and Cody had no reason to do this at all <laughs> other than he wanted some self-worth. And he has a line about how he could get a job, and she's like, you know, jobs are hard. And he's like, I know, that's why I've never had one.
0: He never had a job. <laughs> I do agree, though, that is, that is interesting seeing in a show where... They, she says, like, we can stay together. I don't love you. I don't know if I'll ever love you, but, like, we can still be together if you want. And he seems kind of okay with it.
2: A realistic approach to monogamy, which is, like, <laughs> so unheard of in television. So I, I just thought it was interesting.
0: I yeah, it. that is true. A lot of You would expect them to, like, have strong feelings for each other, but she doesn't seem to have strong feelings for him. I think he definitely has feelings for her. And probably he thinks she's smoking hot.
1: Yeah, He's willing to raise another man's child.
0: Yeah. And give up his trust fund. (laughs) And, I mean, she's clearly, like, way more put together than him. I mean, uh, Obi Garbo sends this guy named Roger to assassinate her because she has dirt on the organization. And Cody accidentally kills him. And he freaks out, but uh, Crystal really... uh, calms him down and is able to like cover up this horrific murder
2: that scene was also hilarious when Roger like when Roger is is like hey you know what Kirsten Dunst you and I we should probably team up and take down Garbo and then her boyfriend is like he just comes in at the wrong time and then she's like no 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 don't shoot him and he's like okay he goes to put his gun away and accidentally shoots the dude in the head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah i thought there was a was bit of like great. a
1: beatles reference there at one point roger is always barefoot and right before he shot and killed they mention it cody says why are you always barefoot and then he shoots and kills him similar to abbey road when that album cover paul mccartney is barefoot and that's mm. like because like i don't know uk people get buried without shoes on and so that was to like buy into those rumors of paul is dead
0: Wait a minute, is that true? In the UK you get buried with no shoes?
1: I think so, yeah. There's a shoes Whoa. off household, but only in the afterworld. <laughs> Satan says, please don't wear your shoes in the house.
0: So the so yeah, so like in the afterlife it's like a it's like an Asian or it's like an Asian home. Mm-hmm. You take your shoes off and you it's leave dojo. them at the door.
1: That's how you know <laughs> no white people go to heaven. They get buried with their shoes on. <laughs>
2: I'm getting buried with my little Nas X shoes on, with the Satan, blood of Satan in them.
0: Ooh, the drop of the drop of blood.
2: Ooh yeah, dude. And I'm gonna fuck the devil. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck the devil <laughs> out of you, boy.
0: <laughs> oh, I, dude.
2: I but I liked. Um, wait, Zach. What were you just talking about?
1: Paul McCartney and his shoes.
2: Oh yes. That I did. I wanted to bring up Roger's feet because you famously love feet and have a fetish for feet. So, what did you think of Roger's feet?
1: I don't. That's not true. Especially not man feet. I've and, never and, seen and, a man's foot that I needed to see.
0: I mean, Zach. Is come on? Did you? Are you? Were you a writer on the show? Did you? Were you the one who designated that Roger would be barefoot the whole time?
1: You got me. <laughs> I actually specialize I also, as a Hollywood script doctor, where I just like find ways to get bare feet into scenes.
0: You're the doctor. You're a, a script doctor, Scholz.
1: Yeah, I'm a script <laughs> podiatrist.
0: Dude, uh, can you tell me about the project you're working on with Quentin Tarantino?
1: Oh, I can't. It's just let's just say it's a it's a foot long.
0: Is it? Yeah. Is it true? Is it true we'll finally see a barefoot white woman say the N word on the big screen?
2: Yeah, don't. Yeah, actually, Zach, don't answer that. I really want to be surprised. Yeah,
1: you'll be surprised.
2: <laughs> actually, I think Obama's dialing in again. I think he no, wants
0: to talk about No, it. I think. Uh, I think we. I think um, this is a, a subject that Obama should stay out of because he might. He might want to run for an illegal third term, seeing as right. he already yeah. had two illegal terms already. <laughs> it might be his first legal term. <laughs> <laughs> um. We've, we've talked a little bit about uh, Crystal and how she tries to um, blackmail the FAM organization. At the big telethon, when they show Obi Garbo the tape of uh, this supposed abuse that they have, Obi Garbo collapses on television. And then when, they, when he wakes up, Crystal and Cody try to shake him down for money in this scene right here.
1: There he is.
2: You're okay, O.B. Doctor said it was a panic attack. Where is Roger?
1: He's in the ground, O.B. Along with the gold cash box you gave him. And a copy of Jet's tape. Only God, me, and Cody nowhere. You give me what I want or I lead the police to where Roger's body is and Cody testifies in court that you sent Roger to kill me.
0: You will burn for this.
1: (laughs) We can do this with cops and judges and lawyers. You got the money, you might win. But the crimes that will come out against you will be very bad for your reputation. And as you say, your reputation is your business, and your business is your reputation.
2: You are a demon. (laughs)
1: no. I'm a businessman. We can tear each other down, Obi, or we can build each other up.
0: There we go. Uh, she And Obi Garbo, he says, what do you want? And it turns out she wants to buy a water park. Yeah. It's
2: such a bad play
0: on her part. I just don't get that. <laughs> well, I where know, she it's...
1: started, and it's you know she was an employee, now she's an owner. It's like a labor movement, you know? The, the yeah. Collectively owned. Plus, she never wanted the material things. In the pilot, she was happy with the life they had. And her husband made that life untenable by going into debt, chasing materialistic wealth. She wanted a regular life, and now she gets to have a regular life. There's nothing wrong with water park employees. That's dignified work. What, she should be sitting in an air-conditioned office doing nothing, farting out her bean lunch, and uh, (laughs) collecting fat checks? No. (laughs) She's going to get sweaty, get screamed at, and get laid off and go broke. But she's going to do it for the kids and clean up poop. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a good point oh dude that would if you wait there, how, Zach. how would you stage an accident at our water park to, to sue her here's what i would do here's what i would do <laughs> here's what i would do i would need a partner right i would need a partner and so i come out the water slide but i've taken off my swim trunks right okay. in the water slide <laughs> so i come out completely nude and then I have um, I have the my partner suit. Is... <laughs> My partner is the Pope, Pope Francis. He comes down next, right mm-hmm. And he see, he sees me in the buff in the water and then he says he cannot be a Christian anymore because seeing me naked has inspired sexual thoughts within him. And so because yeah. of that, Pope Francis sues the water park for one trillion dollars and he splits the money with me. I'm gonna one up you. I'm gonna one up you, John Paul. Okay. You,
2: I'm, I'm on the slide. Pope Francis is at the bottom of the slide. I don't I, lo, I lose my bottoms mm-hmm. flying down this 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 swimming pool. This <laughs> swimming slide, right? But I can the rhythm see this of this slide the rhythm of this slide has gotten me aroused. Because <laughs> I can feel the water gushing up my anus, hitting my G spot. And so I fly. Into the pope's anus, accidentally <laughs> assaulting the man. <laughs> wow! And so <laughs> That's how, then we sue. Then we sue Kristen Dunst. <laughs> so
0: you
1: penetrate the pope?
2: <laughs> yeah, I but penetrate.
0: it's but it's just because of the speed of the water going up his butt, and the and he comes out so fast. I
1: yeah. mean, a good one would be you deuce. Well, The one time I went to a water slide park, someone deuced on the sidewalk. I don't know why, but somebody did. And, and something about that incident told me that like it wasn't that rare. So what you do is you deuce in the pool, right? And then you tell them you get a partner to be like, oh, oh no, that's just a prank. It's probably Snickers. Then Pope you friends. go and pick it up. Now it's human biohazard, and you sue mm. them. For telling you it was the Snickers.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I, I originally was
2: thinking that sort of idea of like you put the Snickers in the pool and then you pretend like you fall onto it and eat it. This episode
1: has a lot of our favorite type of fall, which results in something entering an orifice. <laughs>
0: Zach, what? Where did the? Where was the water park you went to? Did you go to Water New Country?
1: Hampshire. New Hampshire, no, up in the the lakes region.
0: Oh, so you? Oh, you didn't want to name Water Country, when you saw that someone take a shit on the sidewalk.
1: No, I, it wasn't even Water Country. It was like a small time, like two slide water park.
0: Oh, so it was? It was not Water Country. It was Water County.
1: Yeah, this. Yeah, this was like Water Town. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> and. Give uh, me minute. Wait, before that, though, do you guys think water parks are inherently white trash? A, a thousand percent. <laughs> uh,
1: to be honest, yeah, but you don't have to be white. You know what I mean? Like, if you ever go to Hurricane Harbor and Six Flags, that's a very Puerto Rican scene.
0: <laughs> okay, well, so, I, I, sh- I, sh- I guess I should have said, do, I, do, I, do, I th- do you think that wa- water parks are lower class?
1: Well, you, well Hurricane Harbor like clearly has the vibe that there's like a large amount of people who come here every week like it's the beach, like in their surrounding <laughs> areas.
0: <laughs> would you call, Jack, would you call water parks tacky? I would say
2: that water parks are, yeah, water parks are tacky, water parks are trashy, but water parks are fun.
1: They're fun in so, yeah. their vanguards of the body positivity movement. Nobody is shame.
2: You know what I mean? Like,
1: they talk about getting your beach body for summer. You got to look fun and sexy. At the water park, there's no such thing as a beach body. Your body your is always body. your water park body. You are ready to go.
2: That's super good point. That's really a good point. Um, yeah, let's do a mean minute. Okay, that, perfect. Broke, colon, beach body, woke, colon. Your water park body. Ooh, okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: Ready? Um, Broke colon constipation. Woke colon pretending to duke out Snickers bars at public pools.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, AOC, AOC in the SUV. Rock driving. Wow, AOC. It's really cool that you would come with me to Hurricane Harbor. AOC. Yeah, I'm really glad, too. I really think the victims of Katrina need support. <laughs> okay. Broke, colon, Little
2: Nas X, assaulting the devil.
1: Assaulting Woke. the devil?
2: Yes. Woke, colon, <laughs> me, assaulting the Pope to sue a water park. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I like that. Um, okay, is this anything, Butterfly Guy? Is this sending a Butterfly Guy? Yeah. Um, the butterfly, on the butterfly, there's a text, a piece of text, that says, "I accidentally penetrated Pope Francis," and the guy is saying, "Is this a good reason to sue a water park for a trillion dollars?" <laughs> 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 okay um,
2: what about um...
0: ooh okay juicy hands juicy hands
2: <laughs> juicy
0: hands uh, juicy hands the text reads Zach alright that's juicy hands and above it it says Zach getting ready to dookie on the, on the ground at a water park and blame it on someone else <laughs> okay
2: juicy hands juicy hands it's zach he's got uh binoculars and what is he looking at he's looking at a row of people sunbathing at a water park and he's staring at their feet
1: <laughs> you know the girl trying kombucha meme
2: no oh, i don't i don't think the so. the
1: blonde haired girl with the face with the crazy crazy frown and then the hmm Face and then the frown. Oh again. yes.
0: Oh yes. yeah. it's, and it's called like called
1: girl trying kombucha. So the first slide is ew. MLMs prey on the prey on the poor. Hmm. But are they poor or are they delusional? Rich people. Rich people <laughs> without <laughs> money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good meme. That's a good meme what about good. the laughing coyotes laughing coyotes oh okay, yeah, yeah yeah um okay okay I, the coyote on the right what is he giggling at he's giggling at saying that zach has a foot fetish <laughs> and what is the coyote on the left laughing at he's also he's laughing at the idea of zach eating a snickers bar shaped as a dookie in a water pool <laughs> And what is the sad coyote being sad about? The sad coyote is Zach
0: being oh. made fun of. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay, here's the meme. It's the Burke family, and they're all out for a night. Or they're all out for a day at the water park, and they're talking about all the sex they've had recently. But who's, who's sitting beside them waiting in line? Bernie wearing a pair of mittens. <laughs> And he's going, he's going, man, you you folks are really open about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do a deep fuck show for a moment. <laughs> something that we liked about the show. I like the whole style of it.
2: I, I like the whole style. I appreciate that it's 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 not nostalgia porn because it's not a time that anybody cares about. And like <laughs>
0: that's that's some that's unique to me. I appreciate that. My Deepak Chopin moment is I like to see big, grand, romantic gestures in fiction. Because, I mean, I think in real life that they never come off good. They always are kind of a mess. But it's kind of cool to see them in fiction. And in this show, we have the kitty woman who's upset with her husband getting drawn to fam. And his big, grand, romantic gesture is that he gets her a peacock. He buys her a peacock. And that, like, kind of makes everything all better. So I like that.
1: My big booty Deepak Chopra moment in the show is the, the woman, the neighbor who threw out her husband, Ernie, comes over to confront Crystal and say, Crystal ruined their lives. And then Crystal just agrees with her. I love that. Just agree with people when they're mad. And then oh yeah, people yeah. immediately get defensive, but she has no point to defend. She agrees with her. Just agree. And then you're always in the clear.
2: Yeah, so if you ever get allegations thrown against you, just agree. <laughs> that's that's one, one way to do it. That's an interesting approach.
1: That is an that interesting approach. You're right. We've seen the denial, and then we've seen the apology, and then we've seen the no response. We've never seen the agree.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, Louis C.K. eventually was like, yeah, I agree, I'm a scumbag. Eh. He said,
1: these stories are true.
0: <laughs> I guess yeah. that's an I agree. That's no, an I agree defense. You could, you could definitely make the, the case that that's an I agree.
1: Well, but then he tried to say they're true, but I, I asked and they said, no, he should have been like, damn dog, I was trifling.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have said that. That would have been good. Damn dog, I was trifling. The Lucy approach. That was his whole
1: statement, and he put it out on letterhead and sent it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the seventh approach. Just <laughs> the dismissive one sentence. Also appropriate, a a yeah. v uh, e non apology.
2: Right, using a different dialect is the oh. best way to get out of problems. That's right. What we've right, we've right, heard.
1: Because Create a new problem. Now no one wants to talk about the sexual allegations. You've got racial allegations.
2: Right. If he just is like, Oi, mate. Me made a mistake. Cranky, cranky, mate. Well, that's kind of what Boy. Kevin
1: Spacey did, though, isn't it?
2: What did Spacey do?
1: Spacey was like, Spacey. I'm gay.
2: <laughs> no, no. Spacey said... I'm gay. (laughs) Then everybody was like, come on, Kevin. They were mad at Kevin. And then he did it
1: in character.
2: That's true. (laughs) He he took some strange approaches to his allegations.
0: Uh, But, I mean, everything worked out great for him. Yep. (laughs) All right, let's do a role play. All righty. I want to be John Riley, the COO of Water Country. (laughs) Oh. I'll be Kirsten Dunst.
1: I'll be Ernie.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Er Ernie, (laughs) Ernie, what the hell, man? You got to sell these fucking paper towels. I've been telling you for fucking weeks, you got to sell these things. Crystal,
1: I'm your boss at Water Village. I don't want to sell fam products,
2: I want to swim. You fucking you! Your body's so disgusting. Nobody wants to see you swimming. Wait a minute! Everybody wait a, a minute! I'm, a s- I'm the I'm the
0: CEO. I'm the CEO of Water Country, and uh, I it, it pains me to see another water park owner fat shaming when you know that fat people make up ninety nine point six percent of our clientele.
1: That's right. Fat people are seventy two percent of the United States, but one hundred percent of water park customers.
0: Yeah, and maybe, maybe Miss, maybe Crystal, you don't have the right body type to own a water park. Look at me. Jesus. I'm fat as shit. Uh, yeah, but you know what, guys? We need to reconsider this approach because
2: we can't keep any water in the pools with all these fat fucks swimming in them.
0: <laughs> that is true. The water displacement level is extremely high, and we lose millions of gallons a day to the displacement of water. And those water bills, they just keep rising because these fucking BMIs keep rising. <laughs> you know, I really thought you were off your rocker, Crystal, but maybe you're onto something here. What do you think, Ernie?
1: I think BMI, big men incubate, right? That's the idea that if a fat man likes your business, it's going to do well. So I don't think that we should be dismissive of the obese. Even if we spend more in the water, we make it up on the cotton candy sales.
0: <laughs> Ernie, wow, you got a really you got a real head for business.
1: I do. I got a real head for it and I got a real girth for it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm
2: kinda I'm sick and tired of it. I found a fucking toe in one of my pools from one of these diabetes folks. Their toe just fell off in the pool the other day. <laughs> oh. Now I gotta shut down thunder 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 road which is our most popular freaking pool it's a bruce springsteen style pool (laughs) well my
1: favorite part about that pool is that up at the top you don't just jump into the slide the slide you first go through a screen door the screen door slams
2: and now you're going down the water slide you know what i got you know what Bruce has got me over a fucking barrel because I gotta pay royalties on that ride. Yeah, and when yeah, it's not running, it ain't producing. No, you yeah, don't
1: have to pay Bruce. Bruce isn't fat. So no, no
0: I, I gotta pay Bruce Bruce. Oh you know, the rights. You to have to pay road. him.
1: Yes, he has to be paid.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Bruce Bruce is actually stepping onto the park wall onto the park grounds now. <laughs> it looks like he wants to try at one of the pools.
2: Oh <laughs> god
0: damn.
2: Oh, No, that's going to cost a ton of money.
0: Yeah, there goes all the water.
2: Well, I got to go, boys. It was nice talking to you at this annual water park aficionados meeting. Whoa, whoa. You don't want to have group sex before you go? I was thinking that we would leave the group sex out of this because Paul Cyphers doesn't want to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you give the show?
1: I give the show a two. It, it, like... Was a little convoluted, dragged on too long, not engaging enough, deserved to be canceled. I think this is the first time I've ever said those words, deserved to be canceled.
0: This show was initially renewed for a second season. However, because of COVID, that renewal was taken back. So they got renewed, but then they they took it back and it was canceled. Yeah,
2: I give the show a, a seven. I think it actually had a lot of potential and was really entertaining
0: um i give it a i give it a four it's the finale i thought was way less entertaining than the pilot um i think that there's some interesting ideas here but uh, this is a good way to end it so well thank you so much for listening we appreciate everyone who listens we love you
1: I used to be just like you, sick of my job, spending all dang day watching that clock, waiting for sweet,
2: sweet freedom. But one day, my husband came home and told me it didn't have to be like
1: that.